It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look in the five and ten, glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a bi-weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll and I am joined, as always, Ho, 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 is that Mike? Madison Claus, oh my god. Is that Mike right there? It's me, Madison Claus. What do you want for Christmas, Mike? Buzz Lightyear. We're out of those. Uh, Here's a water pick. Brush your teeth. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, Mike, will you be honest with me? Yeah, of course. Can you see my nipples through this shirt? (laughs) It's really cold up in the North Pole. I'm really more distracted by the fact that you're not wearing pants or underwear. They're in the wash. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, Madison. Yeah? Are we stupid? I think we're stupid. Well, I gotta go now. Bye. Bye, Madison. Klaus, thanks for the water pick, I guess. And the haunting memories of your testicles. Oh, hey, Mike. Hey, what's up? up. You just missed Madison Klaus. Oh, what? Yeah. He gave me a water pick and haunting memories of his testicles that I'll see every night when I close my eyes. What about his nipples? They were really poking through that shirt. Wow. It didn't help that he cut a hole around the nipples in the shirt. What do they look like? They're octagonal, first of all. Ooh. Nipples with sides. Fun fact. I don't know if you learned this in high school anatomy or biology, but uh, elves have octagonal nipples. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I want to see that elf on the shelf. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Elf on a rack. An elf's rack. All right. This this is becoming disturbing. Yeah. Becoming. Frequels, welcome to our holiday episode. A very special holiday episode. This, our first Christmas episode, we somehow lucked into it being dropped on the 24th of December. So, so happy holidays. We're doing The Christmas Chronicles, the new Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie on Netflix. Uh, Madison, this is hot off the presses for you. You just finished watching it. I just watched it. And y'all... Go watch this fucking movie, because it is something else. It has Carousel singing. I want to talk about that scene in particular. Basically, uh, we don't really do synopsis anymore, but at one point, Santa goes to jail. Spoilers. This is a new movie, but like, uh, so spoiler alert. But at one point, Santa goes to jail and has a whole musical scene. One more thing. Hang up your pretty stockings. Turn out the light. Santa Claus is coming down your chimney. Oh, Christmas time, pretty baby. Down your chimney. Falling on the ground. Baby, a real girl, baby. Santa Claus back in town. Listen to me now. Will you be a real good little baby? Cause Santa Claus back in town. Which is really great because that is an Elvis song and Kurt Russell used to be an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> so it's really awesome. But yeah, I I had a good time with this movie, except for one part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let Mike guess what part I didn't like. Was it the elves doing the floss dance? No, I went back and forth on that. I'm still deciding on that, I think. <laughs> to be fair, I, I watched this movie as we were recording this about a week ago. So... I I tried to I started it again today and then got distracted. So I didn't I haven't rewatched the whole thing. So I'm trying to remember the whole movie. Is it It's the boy. Oh yeah. It's the boy in the movie. Todd? No, it's Ted. Teddy Bear, right. The two kids are Ted and Kate. Very quick synopsis. It opens with like home movies from Christmas morning every year and it goes from 2006, I think. Yeah. To 2017. 17. And in the home movies, you see this couple and their kids. And with each year, you see that Christmas is a big part of their year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like very loving and family oriented. And then um, 
the movie opens in 2018 with the young girl watching the tapes on the old camcorder that is 12 years old <laughs> at this point. And you find out that the dad has died. He was a firefighter. Oh, was he a firefighter? We kind of learned that through in the background. There's the scene on the stairs where she like promises if the brother will sit up with her. She turns around and touches the like commemorative plaque that they gave her. And I, I made out like fire department or whatever on there. Oh, I thought he was a cop. I did too. I was say it was a cop or firefighter. And then when I looked at the plaque, I could see that it was like fire department or whatever. But Ted does say at one point, why did he have to go into that fire? Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. Oh, that also, sense. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue uh, your how much you disliked Ted. And it's not actually Ted the character. It is the kid who plays Ted. Oh, really? Because he's a really bad actor. That's fair. The thing about the two kids is that after their dad's death, they're both going through it different ways. Where um, the young daughter, uh, Kate, is kind of trying to make Christmas perfect like it used to be. Because Christmas was dad's thing and he did everything and you can clearly see in the beginning of the movie that like oh the decorations aren't as festive as they used to be everything is sort of like not as bright or as together as it usually is as you saw in the home movies and then the kid ted he is (laughs) stealing cars or joyriding he's like boosting like (laughs) he's he's like boosting like two like 2009 sedans Yeah, it's super weird. And like, I think they just drive around in them and then leave them wherever. Like, I don't get the impression that it's like he's taking them to chop shops or whatever. It's not gone in 60 seconds. The thing is, their dad died within the last year because you saw him in the 2017 home movies. Mm -hmm. So they've gone like very fast and very furious. Yeah, very fast, very furious into this separate dichotomy of like grieving. Like this kid immediately like went into like, I'm going to go be like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go boost cars now that my dad died. Like drinking, like yeah, they drink beer and then boost cars. Yeah, it's like okay. For me, I, I didn't like this movie for a different reason, and it's mostly because of the way it ended, where like none of it actually needed to happen. Santa just was like, "This is what they need to be good people and grow back together." But there was like a bunch of points where they almost died. It's kind of like the thing of like either God is all powerful and doesn't care or God isn't all powerful. It's like either Santa had this all planned out and is a dick or he didn't and almost got these children killed a shitload of times. There's there's a scene where they're in the sleigh a thousand feet up and Kate falls out of the sleigh and is falling to her death. And it is horrifying. <laughs> like it, it is legitimately scary. Like and she's screaming for her life. She knows she's going to die. And, like, even watching it, like, not knowing anything about the movie, watching it, I was like, Santa, he flew next to her so her brother could, like, reach out and grab her. But he's, like, struggling to reach her. And it's like, why didn't you fly closer? It's not like you can't. You're in midair. There is no obstruction around you. You just flew almost close enough. Like, And like you said, at the end of the movie, he's clearly fucking around because he didn't have to go through the whole thing anyway. They lose the bag and his hat and he needs the hat to leap, which admittedly is a very cool special effect. Yeah. Of him like turning into red and yellow and white coal dust and going down the chimney and out. Like it's pretty cool, but he can't do that without the hat. So they have to find the gifts and the hat and the reindeer to get everything back together. Turns out, didn't need the hat at fucking at all. Like, no. that was just a thing that they he added to the list so that they could grow together and become better people. Well, and the thing is, he it kind of loses the message a little bit because, like, there's a whole thing of like this Christmas spirit is like ticking down, and if it hits zero, it's going to be the next Dark Ages. But he gets arrested and he's in jail for a long amount of time, and he's talking about how Christmas is doomed if we he doesn't get out of there. But he decides to go through this whole like little bit with this cop to make this cop believe in Christmas again, while Christmas is about to like die when he could have exited the jail cell at any time. Oh sure, this was actually set mostly in Chicago. Yeah, that was cool. They name dropped Lakeshore Drive, and I'm like a mile off Lakeshore Drive. So like, oh, yeah. that was pretty cool. When I saw that they landed in Chicago, because uh, there's a part where they like crash land and like, and I was like, oh, holy shit. I kept trying to look for my building downtown. <laughs> um, I actually don't know if it was shot in Chicago. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I'm not sure either. With all that said, like a lot of stupidity, a lot of like 
bad acting by the kid who Mm -hmm. oh and that was my point i guess like my long tangent is that like the actor who's playing the ted kid who's supposed to be like sort of a jerk (laughs) or like sort of like or not not a jerk he's like grieving through acting out and Mm -hmm. uh being a dick to his sister like he's just not very convincing (laughs) i guess everyone else is kind of acting around him yeah i agree like even little girl's not terrible like i thought the little girl killed it most of the time that's fair everybody go watch the christmas chronicles because we're about to we're about to sequels it so before we get to the tomatoes i have a present for you madison christmas coming early y'all last episode uh you'll recall that you requested a beat drop remix of the (laughs) daddy's tomatoes theme and i have it i came through (laughs) I'm ready for it. (laughs) Oh, God. Hold on one more time. So there you go. Thank you. I'm satisfied. Good. I I I, I didn't put a huge amount of work into it. Probably more than I should have for a, <laughs> a, a goof. But uh, once I found the core of it, it was pretty easy to just piece it together from there. But uh, that's right. Frequels. We're back with uh, Daddy's Tomatoes, the Deep Squish. This first review comes from a person who did not have a username. So I call them Squint Pick because their picture is of a person squinting. Mm-hmm. They gave us half a star. The cute little elves do the fucking floss dance. Zero out of ten. They did do the floss dance. The thing about the floss dance is that it is kind of a part of my everyday life. I just wake up and do the floss dance and then I'm ready to go. <laughs> Medicine lives in Fortnite. <laughs> in the show at Blue Man, mm-hmm. the Blue Man do the floss dance at one point in the show. And every single time I see them do it, I fucking crack up. And it's so fucking funny. Sure. But I think it's funny. Like I said, I'm going back and forth on it. I actually thought it was funny to see. But sure. it's kind of funny in an ironic way at this point. I kind of rolled my eyes because yeah. it, that's one of the things that will forever date this movie. Like that and when Kurt Russell yells fake news at one point. I don't go ho, ho, ho. That's a myth. Fake news. Like those were two touches where I was just like, why did you do that? Yeah. So this next review... Also didn't have a username, so I called them Red Streak because the picture was like a weird... It's like when you take a picture while moving the camera. Is that what Superman's name was? Yeah, he was. It was also the Red Blue Blur, I think it was. Yeah. So this is almost in the form of a poem based on how it's broken up. So that's mostly why I picked it. Okay. I want you to say it like a poem. Oh, I'm going to. So I'm like, local artwork is up. There's a man in the corner with a guitar ready to come up on after you. Okay. So Red Streak rated this want to see. They haven't seen it. They want to see it. That's what they rated it. Enough already. Christmas is about something more than we comprehend on a regular basis. Do we understand that? It's magic. (laughs) You know? It's magic. Caring. Understanding differences. And feel good. Why criticize what little good is left? Not acting, not imagery, thoughts, acting, or any other negative post. It's a movie. And if you had any feelings ever, you might just sit back and relax and enjoy a person's thoughts on how Christmas should feel. Enough negative, whatever, wherever you look. Enjoy something that could mean more to others instead of thinking of yourself as you do. Just saying. Bravo, daddy Just saying. Just saying. Madison. Do we understand that? I don't know. I like the part accepting your differences. Understanding differences. Understanding differences. I mean, that's my favorite reindeer. Understanding differences. So our last review comes from Tom L., who gave this movie five stars. Kurt Russell redefines Santa as the coolest dude to ever drive a sleigh. I expected another cheesy Hallmark-style Christmas movie. I got a Christmas adventure that puts the cheese on the side and gives us a meaty new Christmas classic. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be watching this many times with my family. I will say, I, I very much enjoyed Kurt Russell Santa. Yeah, he was really good. Like Kurt Russell's pretty good. 
I've told this story before to another friend talking about this movie. I've been aware of Kurt Russell, but I've never really watched many of his movies. Like I, I don't dislike him. Like, you know, I, I watched big trouble in little China as an adult and really mm-hmm. didn't like it because it's got a lot yeah. of shit wrong with it. But I was watching this and then I saw him on this. Um, it's a, like a chat show in Britain called the Graham Norton show. And that host always has like a bunch of British people and then also like American people on like stars. And Kurt Russell was on with Claire Foy, who plays Queen Elizabeth in The Crown, also on Netflix. Yeah. And basically spent five minutes just gushing about how much he loves her in The Crown to her face. Ah. And Claire Foy, in September, uh, you won an actual real life Emmy. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. There you are. It's a lovely way to kind of say goodbye to Crown and kind of, you know, what a lovely kind of way to close that chapter. It was, yeah. Yeah. You were spectacular in that. Oh. Really, I mean, Goldie and I got so hooked on it. And I I gotta say, I just was really disappointed to know that you guys, you guys aren't gonna be doing it from here on out because that's, that's gonna change it for me. Oh, no. I mean, that's just, you guys were absolutely off the chart great. And it was such a great show to watch. Congratulations to you. I mean, he just was so effusive that i was like yeah kurt russell's my dude yeah for sure the only thing i had heard about this movie before um watching it was the mcelroy brothers talking about it on their uh show and them describing kurt russell santa as a santa that definitely fucks oh yeah i mean <laughs> for sure this is probably the most <laughs> sexual Santa we've ever gotten in. Yeah, he's in one of those drawers in his desk um, where he's, like, <laughs> writing the naughty list or whatever. Oh, the naughty list. There are definitely some condoms in there. Oh, yeah, he's got a second naughty list. Yeah. In the Christmas lore that is being <laughs> woven with this, because mm-hmm. I, I think every movie that involves Santa has different sort of lore about Santa. Mm-hmm. There's some traditional stuff like there, like the red suit and everything. Did you feel that Santa and Mrs. Claus were elves themselves? Mm. Or did you feel that they were humans who had adapted into elf society? Because they spoke elvish. Right. right? But I mean, the daughter, Katie, learned elvish, I guess, somehow. So, I don't know. Based on how CGI the elves were, I would say they're humans. Because they didn't make the elves look human at all. They're like... It's basically like if minions and gremlins had a baby. I guess Santa, at multiple times during the movie, he was like, go get the elves. Mm-hmm. And my many times where I tell people to go get people, I don't be like, go get the people. <laughs> go get right. the fellow people. Go get the fellow people. Fetch me my fellow people. Yeah. Those are all my thoughts about the movie and your reviews. Did we do it? Yeah, oh, that's wait. it. End of episode. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. So... I have a few ideas that I've jotted down over the week. Most of these came immediately and a few throughout the week. I'm just going to read down the list and let me know if anything pops off at you. Yeah. Christmas carols as subtitles. So like Christmas Chronicles 2 colon silver bells or whatever. Okay. Which quickly, that's a thing I really liked about the movie that a lot of people, I guess, didn't care for as much was Santa working in Christmas lyrics or Christmas song lyrics. Oh, yeah. He didn't go like, Bend over backwards to work in Christmas lyrics. Wait, Santa! We just want to help! Well, I can't do anything to stop you. you. Better watch out. Better not pout. You better not cry. Like, that's a very good use of it. Yeah, he did that multiple times. And they, they came off to me as, like, dad jokes that Santa was making to these kids. Which is great still. Like Yeah. So a sub-note of that I have is Rudolph. We could do the Christmas Chronicles story of Rudolph. Because Rudolph wasn't part of the team. It's true. I have Siege of the North Pole. <laughs> this is where they get weird. Santa's bastard son slash daughter. Uh, Krampus. Okay. Just the words Christmas werewolves. And then uh, Christmas spirit is a real spirit. Like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones I have written down. I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts. I like the Krampus idea. I, I, I imagine when you said that, I just imagined a like... A, like a bare-chested Kurt Russell. Oh yeah, it would definitely Santa be played Claus. as by Kurt Russell. Like Kurt Russell yeah. would play both parts. Yeah, yeah, and him like going to like a wrestling match and him wrestling Krampus for Christmas. 
my only idea was to not do Christmas, to do Easter, and to do like the Easter Chronicles, and it's fucking Gary Busey as the Easter Bunny. Like that's like my that was my only idea. Oh, that's so good too. Oh no, that's so good. With the same kids, they're like, "What? This? This too? Okay." Yeah, my idea. I don't know if we come back to the kids because like, there's no reason to. But what if we opened it with a bunch of like. Uh, home movies of them doing Easter stuff, and then like, and then turns out the dead. mom died, and then the mom dies, and then it's the Aunt Peggy with a with a, the ugly Christmas this sweater. Is so good too, though. Oh uh, no, this is the first time we've had two legitimately very good yeah ideas. I think it'd be funny if it's the same kids because it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're going on a crazy adventure again with the Easter Bunny now. What if? Because I love the idea of Gary Busey's the Easter Bunny, but what if it's still Kurt Russell? And like the Tooth Fairies, also Kurt Russell. But like Kurt, okay. they just all these mythical figures are just look like Kurt Russell. Okay. Oh, that'd be that'd be fun because they're like Santa. No, I'm the Easter Bunny. How good's the CGI on this Easter Bunny? I think it is Mike Myers as Doctor Seuss, like bodysuit kind of right. hair suit kind of okay. prosthetic. Okay. Thing. That's I'm good with that. Like I didn't know if it was like very clearly Kurt Russell in like fake ears or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how far are we gonna go? So yeah. is this is this it the Easter Chronicles? I think the Easter Chronicles is funny. For our Christmas episode, we're doing the e- the Easter Chronicles. It's fun. I'll save uh, Christmas werewolves for another year. We can get Jackson back on that episode because they're they're always on the episodes where we do werewolves. <laughs> you say that like we've done multiple episodes. We've really only done one episode, and Jackson came on to pitch a werewolf movie. I feel like didn't it come up again? I don't know. So the Easter Chronicles. So like, what's what's the problem in the movie? I feel like we can't just rehash because one Easter spirit is not a thing. Like we need yeah. our own particular problem. So at Easter, the only thing that happens at Easter is the eggs, right? The egg. Um, yeah. Egg so hunt. something with hiding eggs. What if Easter Krampus, Easter Krampus, <laughs> the Easter bunny gets challenged by Easter Krampus to an yeah. egg hunt for dominion over Easter. Um, Just name a bunch of Easter things right now. We go back and forth. You name one, I'll name okay. one. Okay. Well, I'll start with egg hunt. Not, I mean, just so that we have it. Like, yeah. Baskets. Chocolate. Peeps. Ugh. That was my that was my um, offering. Was gagging over the thought of peeps. Oh, uh, Reese cup eggs. What if it's um? Oh, wait. I'm gonna do the classic. We're marrying the two ideas. Okay. Sure. So you want to do Easter Krampus, but what if it's the Easter Bunny? Mm-hmm. who's challenging the throne, uh, Santa Claus. Ooh. Because he's pissed that people love his Christian holiday way more than <laughs> way more than they wow. love his. So it's not Krampus, but it's Easter Bunny. Okay. And maybe his friend is Krampus. Maybe they each get to choose, like, a <laughs> a knight. And is this going to end, like, a duel? Like, so Krampus is the Easter Bunny's second? Yeah. What if Santa hangs out at a, at a club for mythical beans? Okay. And the Easter Bunny's there. So is Santa. So is uh, Dracula. And <laughs> all again, all played by Kurt Russell. All played by Kurt Russell. So um, Santa, the Easter Bunny, Dracula, Baby New Year. Very good. Very good. Smoking a huge cigar. They're playing poker. Yeah. Flag Day Bear. <laughs> uh, George Washington for President's Day. <laughs> the mythical creature, George Washington. That's that's a good point. <laughs> um... No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, it, we'll make a joke about how he's like they rag on George Washington because he's not a mythical creature. Uh, Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, that's good. That's very yeah. good. Uncle Sam. So, yeah. and George Washington's his crony. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's good. Like, like, yeah, his like manservant is George Washington. So, yeah. just to be clear, we open on a club. What's the club's name? The mythical creature club is the Holiday Inn. <clears throat> the ho- Fuck you. Okay, so they're at the Holiday Inn. No, that's good. That's beautiful. I love it. Change nothing. We open on the Holiday Inn, like the the building. We cut inside. It's a smoky poker game in which Santa, Dracula, the Easter Bunny, Baby New Year, and Uncle Sam are playing poker. And George Washington. Yeah, he's like serving drinks or something. Like he's he's not at the table. Yeah. Um, or he's not then, even there. Uh, I think it'd be a funnier joke if when like Uncle Sam leaves the game, he's like, George, fetch my coat. And then we see George Washington putting Uncle Sam's coat on him or something. And then... um. At one point, uh, George Washington says, fuck you, Uncle Sam. And then <laughs> Uncle Sam shoots him. And then they, 
Have you seen Goodfellas? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, well, if he's going to shoot him, it should be like no. Garfield or Lincoln. It's fine. Well, no, I'm fine with him shooting. Maybe not the fuck you, because this is like a sequel to a kid's movie. It was just a really good Goodfellas reference, Mike. So they're um they're playing they're playing cards. Yeah. What if at some point Santa's like so sure in his hand the Easter Bunny goads him into betting Christmas? Interesting. So Santa loses Christmas in this card game. I think maybe the opening card game, Santa's the big fucking deal, and like Easter Bunny's like the slub sort of dude. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where you see like Easter Bunny's jealousy because Santa's the popular dude. And then maybe we have a few more scenes like Santa's getting ready for Christmas or something. Maybe it's like midsummer or something and they're like getting all the presents ready. What 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 dark dealings does the Easter Bunny do to get the upper hand on? Gotcha. Because like, I think he cheats in the card game, right? Who does he make a deal with? John O'Hurley the devil. John O'Hurley the devil. Maybe the Easter Bunny has something that like gives him power. Is there a holiday that has to do with, like, cards or gambling, in a way? Hmm. I got it. Okay. Duh. He makes a deal with Krampus. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I actually don't know much about Krampus. Like, I didn't uh, watch the Krampus movie or read into the lore of Krampus, but... From what I understand, it's sort of the, like... Like, in the movie, there's the, like, the little kid tears up his letter to Santa and throws it away, and it's like, he's forsaken Christmas. Got it. And the Christmas spirit. Oh, I know what this is. Krampus, listeners, I'm I'm rubbing my fingers together uh, like I have a bunch of money in it. Like, because I, like, I found it. I found the, I found the, the nug. Krampus wants Christmas for himself. So he's using uh, the Easter Bunny, who thinks he wants Christmas, but like, if he actually had that responsibility, he'd be in over his head. Mm-hmm. He's using the Easter Bunny to get Christmas from Santa, and then he's going to help the Easter Bunny run Christmas, but it's really going to be him do- pulling all the strings. Sure. So, like, basically, the Easter Bunny will sublet Christmas to Krampus mm-hmm. is the arrangement, but in reality, Krampus is going to do some shenanigans. 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 Somehow in the card game, he convinces Santa to bet Christmas. I think the Easter Bunny does it by being like, he, he comes into the second game as like very confident, hot shot, and like yeah. is doing decently. And at some point, like Santa is getting frustrated because he's not doing very well. And the Easter Bunny manages to like leverage him and goad him and like annoy him into yeah. foolishly betting Christmas. And like Krampus is like discreetly magicking the cards or something. Yeah. I think it's a cool scene of where Santa sees that he has double aces or something mm-hmm. like on like a river of there's two aces out there already. So he has four of a kind. He has okay. four aces. Right. And maybe the Easter Bunny doesn't have anything. Once they like, okay, show your cards, Krampus magics them. So like it actually looks like Santa has fours, which could easily be mistaken as aces. So um, he really has nothing. I think the reveal is better if the Easter Bunny lays his cards down. He has the high hand. Like, we see that he doesn't. But when he lays them down, he does. And so we know that, like, there was some magic shit. Like, I think if Santa gets the bad hand, Santa's like, okay, you cheated. I I think that the cheating needs to maybe be a revelation to Santa at some point in the movie. So, like, maybe he loses the game and is, like, desolate. And is, like, drinking a lot. Like, he stays at the Holiday Inn, like, just drinking his sorrows or whatever. And at some point, he realizes or comes to learn that the Easter Bunny cheated, and that's what gives him the purpose to, like, come back and reclaim Christmas. Okay. And then we get a dope CrossFit training montage, like in Batman vs. Superman, etc. Easter Bunny has Christmas now. The deed to Christmas, because that sounds great. The deed to Christmas, yeah. (laughs) And all the other, like, holiday favorites, like um, George Washington and Uncle Sam, they were, like, witness to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um and Dracula, of course, Dracula. <laughs> of course, the, the of the famous. What's what's the holiday Dracula's famous for again? I forget. Valentine's Day. Of course, Valentine's Day. I think it'd be a fun joke if like the Tooth Fairy is always just like blackout drunk at the bar every time they're the, like we have a scene at the Holiday Inn. Like the Tooth Fairy is just the Tooth Fairy's a huge the bartender drunk. Oh my god, I hate you. That's better. 
<laughs> I, I hate this episode because everything I say, you say a thing, and it's always fucking better. There's a really good bit where um, every single time he like turns to do something at the bar, his fucking wings like knock five bottles over. <laughs> okay, but I have a I have a different joke. Okay. When Santa loses Christmas, he flips the table and a brawl starts. And as teeth are getting knocked out from punches, he's just like he's stumbling through the room, drunk and like off their ass, like they can't stand up straight. Stumbling, trying to pick up all the teeth, like pop, like leaving corners on the floor. What if they all think the tooth fairy is a little weird? Because it's like the whole concept is like that dude collects teeth. When they get like when the tooth fairy is like far enough drunk, they walk up to you and are like. Testing the strength of their teeth. Like, are the, is there a little wiggle there? A little wiggle? A little wiggle? Who's a good person to play the Tooth Fairy? Well, we did say all the people here were going to be Kurt Russell. We said all the holiday people, right? That's fair. Or do you think it's everybody? I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of like everybody. I'd honestly be okay if it was just Santa, Krampus, and the Easter Bunny, and other people play the other parts. Maybe just Krampus. Maybe Kurt Russell just plays Santa and Krampus, since they're two sides yeah. of a character. And then the Easter Bunny can be somebody else. Should we get Larry the Cable Guy? Because he was in the Tooth Fairy 2. He was in the Tooth Fairy 2. I was thinking of Tony Shalhoub. Oh my god, I fucking, that's amazing. Tony yeah. Shalhoub. His second appearance on our show. I feel like he's played a dentist before. I'm not sure in what. But I remember him holding a like a small uh, metal hook at some point so it was his one man show hook two how i would have done it <laughs> yeah Tony <Schlupp> <laughs> okay um so yeah Tony shalhoub is definitely the tooth fairy uh do we want to cast the easter bunny quickly i think gary Busey's funny yeah, it has to be it has to be gary i think Busey. gary Busey's really funny <laughs> okay. yeah All right, gary cool. Busey has the easter bunny so we open, they're playing the game, Santa's kicking ass and taking names at poker. As they leave, Santa's like, gotta go get ready for Christmas. As they leave, and then as the Easter Bunny leaves, we see Krampus, like, approach. Mm-hmm. Like, from, like, like around the corner in the dark alley, like, a match lights, and they, like, light a cigar or something off the match, and it's Krampus. And it's like, wanna make a deal or something? Yeah. And then Santa, we get a shot of, like, Santa finishing up deliveries on Christmas Eve, and then landing at the Holiday Inn. And this is when Santa loses Christmas. So there's like one year. And then I think we get, like, I think Santa just starts drinking his sorrows away. Yeah. And so how does Santa learn that, well, do we want to do like scenes of the Easter Bunny and Krampus, like cavorting around the North Pole, like laughing and throwing gifts in the air and like celebrating? Yeah. I want the Easter Bunny to have like new ideas for Christmas. Okay. Um, and I want to know what some of his new ideas are that are really bad. All so. the gifts are shaped like eggs. Yeah, for sure. He's trying to like tell the elves, okay, so you we're doing we've been doing this box thing forever. Um we want to do more of an oval thing in this yeah. next quarter. Ovals, <laughs> ovals. Uh, Instead of milk and cookies. He wants carrots. Mm. Carrots and peeps. Does Easter Bunny eat peeps? Maybe exclusively peeps. We get a scene of the cafeteria in the North Pole where the elves eat, and it's just peeps. There's no other food other than peeps. But it's like peeps in different forms of food, like mashed potato peeps. Like, like, it's just like... And uh, peeps and carrots. Like hot, like there's steam coming Mm -hmm. off of them, so it's hot peeps and carrots. Yeah. I hate this so much. Salisbury peeps. Listeners, you can't see the face I just made. You yeah. probably heard the noise. Okay, so what's Krampus doing then? Krampus, I think, is literally, he's doing some like... Maybe, is Krampus doing the admin? Like the administrative work? Yeah, I think he's doing the admin work, but he's... What is Krampus's goal, I think? I think Krampus wants Christmas, because like... But what, do you, what does he want Christmas to be himself? Like, does he just want to control it? Or like... I think he wants it to be bad. Because the idea in the first movie is if Christmas spirit hits a certain point, like low point, it's the Dark Ages. And I think that's what Krampus wants. And that's why he helped the Easter Bunny, who's terrible at this job, yeah. get the job. Yeah. So, like, we see Krampus shredding letters to Santa, and, like, or, like, tipping them into a furnace. Like, the yeah. Easter Bunny doesn't see any of this. He's, like, erasing names from the book. Like, it, cause it, in the first one, Santa has that book of, like, true believers. Yeah. And, like, naughty and nice list. He's, like, crossing names out of the nice list and stuff like that. Like, Krampus is sabotaging Christmas because he wants that Christmas spirit to hit rock bottom and start, like, a second Dark Ages or whatever. What if he gets the naughty list? Like, we never saw the naughty list, right? So, what if we he 
breaks the naughty list out and he gives them things like <laughs> weapons, know, like, like weapons. Yeah, like like weapons or like things that would like destroy the earth, like or something like that. I mean, he could be giving them what they want, like or money or some kind of like power. I don't know, like. Like money and deeds, and like, <laughs> yeah. and like, 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 like a really shitty person wakes up and under their tree is like, or he he's planning to give good children coal to yeah. train them to act badly, like, yeah, for sure, or just to disappoint them so the Christmas spirit dies. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Oh, so we have like the Easter Bunny and these like very unwieldy egg-shaped presents that are like going down the conveyor belt and we see like the elves putting like tr- model trains and like roller skates and ice skates yeah. like they go through this little hatch in the wall like onto the packeting or whatever and Krampus on the other side pulling out the presents and putting just big hunks of coal into oh, the egg presents yeah. so what's santa like uh, we're talking about like, santa's like getting just drunk a lot yeah and so like, how does he how does he get christmas back we talked about a duel that was one of the reasons we ended up on easter yeah, we imagined Kurt Russell with his shirt off challenging Krampus to a wrestling match. That's what this sprang off of. We were imagining a lot of things, Madison. Here's a, here's my question: Do we bring back the kids? I know how much you hate Teddy, but I do hate Teddy. Do we need to bring piece of shit? Fine. Do we need to bring him back though? I mean, I don't know if just Katie. I mean, this could be a couple years later. I wish there was a way because like. Maybe they t- get tipped off towards the end or something, like because they get coal and stuff. It's like okay, we had a bunch of rad fucking times with Santa that one night. We're definitely not getting coal. Something's up. My thought was it's like April, and yeah. Santa shows up in their house just drunk as fuck. Okay, trying to like deliver presents or whatever, yeah. okay. and that's how they get involved. Because like I think that'd be very funny, like very drunk Kurt Russell in his disheveled like Santa look, like trying to put presents and it's stuff that's already in their house he's taking a lamp off a table and trying to like put it under like so like i brought you presents i'm thinking what the kids are doing and like how they can get santa to realize that like he was duped or to get him back into the game so what if teddy is the one who because of his mixed dealings or something with like the the bad the bad kids Mm -hmm. He knows about like people like scamming each other through gambling or something. Like, like, like you know what I'm talking about. I have an idea. Yeah, maybe Katie has gotten kind of into close up magic. She she seems like the type that would get into some close up. And magic. so we retcon a little bit that the Easter Bunny did like it with Krampus's help. They did like stack the deck. Yeah. So, and he's like, "No, it's a fair game." It was well, and she's like, "Okay." So when they shuffle, do they do this? And she like stacks the deck or shows like how easy like basically reveal yeah. like is they stack the deck against you like you, they cheated yeah and it's because she's gotten into close-up magic yeah as kate as katie would that tracks weirdly yeah. in my head like she For definitely sure. would get into like she's not necessarily very good at it but like no, like I, is knows about it but maybe can't do it as well yeah and that'll come back in the third act where she ex perfectly executes some kind of close-up magic to help save the deed to christmas she kind of reminded me of I'm going to cut this out, but uh, she can uh, remind me of Monica Geller if she was a child. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's We're keeping that because that is the truest thing you've said, ever said on this podcast. <laughs> right? Like, she kind of reminded me like the Courtney Cox's character on Friends. And you know what? That tracks because that would make Teddy Ross. And yeah. Ross is the fucking worst. He is the fucking worst. So, But he does hate Joffrey. He does hate Joffrey. <laughs> God, I just hate fucking deep, Joffrey. Deep cut again to... Uh, Dog Soldiers 2. So he shows up at their house just blind stinking drunk, like middle of the day, delivering presents in quotes, even though it's just stuff that he found in their living room. (laughs) Yeah. And they sober him up. Do we get the mom in on it this time? Maybe she's like, who's who's this, guys? And they're like, oh, this is our um, chemistry professor. (laughs) Who dresses like Santa Claus. Or, like, this is our new principal, and we've been assigned to um, incorporate him into, like, uh, show him around town or something. I don't know. I mean, theater teacher. Yeah, what theater teacher. He He's uh, headlining the holiday play, and then she's like, it's April. She's like, he's really gung-ho about it. He's really dedicated. To, like, Yeah, and, like, way too late in this interaction, Santa's like, oh, no, it's your mom. And he cold dusts up the chimney. 
Yeah. But, okay. like, gets stuck halfway or some shit because he's drunk. And that's how, like, the mom is like, oh, sh-. Like, that's the thing I love about this movie is as a person who, in a lot of my writing, I do a lot of, like, weird shit that is not, like, the real world, weird shit happening. And people have a lot of times in, like, critiques that I've gotten from classmates, it's been like, why is nobody freaking out about this? Like, how is it? Like, why do they just immediately believe it? I like this movie does a very quick, like, they see him do a ridiculous thing. And it's like, okay, he's Santa. Like, they see yeah. him coal dusting around. And it's like, well, can't explain that he's Santa. It's not like an extended, I don't know if you're really Santa. Whatever. So I think that we we go with that. And the mom's like, they're trying like the theater teacher lie. It's like, it's April. Oh, well, he's very drunk. Like, what's going on? And then he tries to, like, oh, no, like way too late and tries to coal dust up the chimney. And that's where she's like, oh, shit. It's, and like, they, okay, it's Santa. And she believes them. Yeah. That was very long and rambly. I apologize. No, I like it, though. So uh, Katie helps him realize. Now he's got to go back and be like, you guys fucked me. <laughs> and then what happens? Like, do Katie and Teddy come with him? I think they, I think the, the Pierce family comes with him. I think the mom needs to be part of this, and she helps. What if he comes back and he's like, I, I need you guys with me. I need help. Well, yeah, that's funny. Is he? I think he just shows up. Like they're the only people, friends he has outside of the Holiday Inn, and he can't, like nobody wants him there anymore because he just keeps getting like blackout drunk there with the Tooth Fairy. Just to instill mm-hmm. some sort of plot around this, what if there are sort of like elders that kind of govern the Holiday mythical people? Sure. Maybe initially, once he bet Christmas and he lost a, and he appealed to the elders like we can't just let these this guy take it over and it's like well it was a fair deal they were witnesses sure. everywhere and then he wants to take Katie and the Pierce family back so she can show the elders the trick or whatever it's like yeah he clearly cheated blah 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 mm. and they're like well we need more evidence than that You, there's gotta be something that you could I like that idea my only note would be in what world is there a council of elders that control the holidays and Santa isn't one of the members? Yeah. Maybe he lost his seat to Krampus because he's not in charge of Christmas anymore. Or he lost mm-hmm. it to the Easter Bunny. He loses everything, right? Yeah. Because he's not the, the guy who runs Christmas. That seat is now filled by the Easter Bunny who does run Christmas. And the Easter Bunny basically just shuts him out of an appeal. Yeah. What if the Holiday Inn is like a club but it is a like it has a council and it's like a neutral ground for lack of yeah. a better term like but it also has a governing body uh santa is usually on the council maybe the easter bunny is on the council it's just that he he always doesn't get a vote like or like anything that he wants to do is always like overshadowed by santa or something yeah i would almost argue that like the easter bunny is also on the council but now he has two votes basically yeah cuz the easter bunny would be on the council of elders for holidays what if it's like you have to have a holiday to be on the council or mm-hmm. something like that? I mean, Uncle Sam could be on there because of Fourth of July. Yeah. Dracula for Valentine's Day, obviously. Dracula for Valentine's Day. Treebeard uh, for Lord of the Rings for uh, Arbor Day. Arbor Day. Flag Bear for Flag Day. <laughs> the Planet for Earth Day. Was Captain Planet just there? <laughs> God, I think that might be just too far for us. Just too far? I have an idea about the Holiday Inn. What if Santa calls, like, basically for a trial of, like, by my peers? Mm-hmm. And so they, like, because I've seen in, like, movies and, and books and stuff where this kind of thing happens. And basically then they, like, pass around, like, a box or whatever. And you draw, and if you draw, like, a certain color marble, you're on the jury. And if you draw a certain color marble, you're the judge or whatever. And so basically yeah. they make up a trial in the Holiday Inn in that fashion. And Santa goes against the Easter Bunny to try to get Christmas back, but like loses the first one because Santa was a dumbass and bet Christmas. Like there's no evidence of foul play. Yeah. And so for an appeal, I like the idea that he, he has to bring Katie to the holiday Inn for an appeal to prove like, or to show, is there a way that the game was recorded? Because that's like, if Katie shows up and it's like, they could have stacked the deck like this. That's not evidence. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about recorded or anything like that. That's, Um, that's the only reason. Like, yeah. And also, I mean, if we still want them to duel, we are. I mean, I'm fine if we get away from them dueling. But like, I mean, it, it's funny if they duel, I think. Or wrestle, yeah. I mean, th- then we get to trial by combat. Maybe if it's a, maybe it eventually is like a hung jury. Mm-hmm. And then in the case of a hung jury in this, like, realm, it's like you duel to, like, 
if it's a hung jury, you can like just accept like you know what, fine, trial over. I don't, I don't win. Or yeah. you can opt for then trial by combat. <laughs> yeah, I think the Pierce family. If we're going to introduce the mom, which I do think we should do, what's their brief like? For lack of a better word, what's the BA Baracus storyline for her? Because it doesn't need to be a central theme, I don't think. No. But it need, we need something to justify the mom being in it as well. Yeah, besides her just being there and she knows that Santa's real and apparently Dracula is too. My thought is maybe it has something to do with that, like, she's on call all the time. Because in the first movie, she's, I think, a doctor or a yeah. nurse or something. And she has to go, like, she gets home from work. And like 20 minutes later. She goes to work on Christmas Eve. Also, fuck her job. Her husband died that year. Like, yeah, like, like, it was like nobody else in the world is aware of like what this family's going through. They did do some work to, for she says something like, oh, we can't, you couldn't get blah, blah, blah. Like they make it sound like she was the last resort. Like they tried everyone else. Yeah. That's a thing that they didn't explore in the first movie that we could explore here. It's that like yeah. maybe she feels like she's missing out on their lives now because sure. she has to work all the time like maybe maybe there's some scenes in the beginning of the movie where like she's like oh how's a how's a art class kitty and she's like art class that was like last semester i'm in <laughs> i'm in, I'm in a, close-up magic class now i'm in close-up magic <laughs> class now i'm in, in calligraphy right now then she asks teddy oh um how's lauren uh you guys still get along all right it's like we broke up like three months ago so how does this tie into the trial by combat? Like at the end, like how does that her story arc there? How does that kind of tie into the finale of this, the climax of this film? Like, yeah. Besides her being sort of dragged along with them <laughs> mm-hmm. to the North Pole, something I want to add, like yeah, of course, way back when, mm-hmm. since he can still coal dust and stuff because of magic and shit. I think he comes back and he's like grab onto my suit and then like that's how they transport just for like yeah because he doesn't have the sleigh uh, or maybe he has the bag and that's how they get there i don't know but logistical question very briefly where's mrs claus maybe when he gets into like his down the dumps it's like oh i lost christmas i lost my seat on the Mm -hmm. on the council or whatever she's just like i'll be at my mother's yeah i or maybe she's summering and uh in like (laughs) In Valhalla mm-hmm. or something. I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> Maybe she's summering in Neverland. Summering in Neverland. That's pretty good. So it gets to be a hung jury after the new evidence. Christmas remains in stasis. Nobody gets it at this point unless uh, a verdict is decided or like a keeper is decided. But Santa's like, that's too dangerous. Like without Christmas, like seriously, like the dark ages will happen out there. And they're like, well, for someone, if someone doesn't own it, then. What do we decide? And then that's like, well, then we have to duel to decide, maybe. They maybe I don't know, do some magic or give the Easter Bunny some like leverage somehow. Mm. Maybe like he's a jacked rabbit now. God, he's, you're such an asshole. <laughs> he's a jacked rabbit. I almost wish Santa was somewhat like he didn't have some of his magic or mm. something after everything because it would put him in like the more like dire situation. I mean, he really like, has the one magic. Yeah. Everything else is like his sleigh or yeah. whatever, like the bag. Okay, so they come back. Katie does the close-up magic thing. I feel like that that is tracking with the movie where a big plot device doesn't actually fucking matter because yeah. they're like, well, that's not proof. So, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost think there should be more proof or something hmm. where may, maybe it's not a hung jury thing. So they're like, that's not proof. You need hard evidence. So that is why Teddy can come in and Kate and the mom, because they can help Santa break in to um, the workshop to find some evidence of some kind. And maybe that's when they realize Krampus is like pulling the strings and they get evidence with the camera or something <laughs> like, you know. Mm, OK, bring the camera back. I like that. That's actually good. OK, I this this can work. They sober up Santa. She does the thing with the cards. Oh, they cheated. The plan is Santa's going to go back with, to the trial with that idea while yeah. the Pierces sneak into the North Pole for hard evidence. Yeah. 
And this gives the mom a, a character arc option mm-hmm. that doesn't have to tie to Santa going on trial, basically. Same thing, but different. He goes to the trial with the the magic thing, the hand magic. With Matlock. With Matlock. He's I mean, the Andy third. Griffith has died. But That's true. Yeah, Matlock is the third elder. <laughs> Matlock is the third elder. elder. Um, that's great. And he is the holiday of tax day. Yeah, there is one actually. Uh, really? <laughs> cool. But every single time he talks, that music plays over it. <laughs> Rest in peace, Andy Griffith. Yeah. Anyway. They go to the trial with the um, trick magic thing in the the council's like, that's not hard evidence. We don't have any proof that he did that, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Santa's like, let's be real here. This dude can't do it. This dude can't do Christmas. He's going to ruin it. It's too important to the sanctity of the universe and to the world. And they're like, we have no proof of that. Christmas hasn't happened yet. So... Sorry, you're just being really jealous right now. You you gambled away. You made a mistake. Um, it's it's the Easter bunnies now, and unless you can prove to us that Christmas would fail without you in it, then Easter bunny still has it. And then that's when they need to go get the hard evidence. I think that I like the idea that Santa knows the card trick thing isn't enough. Yeah, but during the trial. All of the like accoutrement of Christmas are like placed into evidence, yeah. Like the bag, everything. So if Kate and Teddy and the mom find evidence, and they come out of the bag, that's technically an evidence because it's in the bag. Huh. And so he sends them on their on the side quest to, to videotape find like legit evidence. I don't think that's like the plan from the get go. I think that just happens, mm. right? See, I, I mean, my thought is it's the plan from the get go. Because otherwise... Because I feel that's a good reveal. Like, I, I think that's a really good reveal. Like, them to, like, when maybe Krampus fu- catches them and then they run, they run up the uh, Christmas shoot. Sure. So maybe instead, we don't reveal that that was the plan the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it was. Like, we reveal after they, like, they come out of the bag. Santa's yeah. like, I knew the car trick wasn't enough evidence. <laughs> And then Santa turns to the camera and is like, I love it when a plan comes together. Then he smokes a cigar. Then we hear this music. Well, I think instead he turned to the camera, put the cigar in his mouth, and a huge puff, and then say, defense rests. And then we hear the Matlock music. I like it the the other way. Fair enough. What is the evidence? Is it just like they record Krampus putting the shit into the... Yeah, I don't think Krampus is at the trial. I think we're close enough to Christmas that Krampus is like still at the North Pole doing work. Got it. And so they catch him doing that, but then he catches them. Does Krampus have minions? (laughs) Like dark elves? (laughs) Yeah, dark elves. Uh, Yeah, I mean, in in the movie Krampus, he does. There are like evil toys at one point, and also like little dark elves, but... Uh, these elves dab instead of flossing. They're just running and they're like, <laughs> sorry, that was a very visual joke. Yeah. Listeners, <laughs> it was very like, good. I, I was basically dabbing and coming towards the camera. So if you know what I look like and know what it would theoretically look like if I dabbed and then moved towards you. I was then... more impressed that you could dab and come at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Skill. <laughs> Do you put, I'm I mean, a... I know that you put that on all your applications. I just, I'd never seen it in practice. I was also playing Fortnite. <laughs> While, d- <laughs> while dabbing and coming. This is turning into OK Crusader. We need to, yes, to, to right turn. I think that's kind of it, right? Yeah. Unless we want to add some more story with the the Pierces. Um, I know we talked about a mom. Yeah, so we need to set up the mom. Like, just what's the, how does her, like, I work too much, I don't. Maybe, like, she just learns what her kids are actually capable of in the early scenes with them as a family it's a measure of she's just behind on what they're going like what they're doing Mm -hmm. with their lives but also like kind of still treating them as younger than they are or not as capable as they are yeah and as they go through this north pole adventure she sees that like katie's actually very courageous and intrepid and like compassionate like almost like 
she gains an appreciation of how mature her children actually are and how capable they are. Like, and maybe yeah. because of their dad's death and not being around them enough, she's being overprotective and kind of like treating them as children. I mean, they are kids. Like, Katie's yeah. like eight. Well, 10, probably. I think they said she was 11. Oh, okay, I missed that. But So she's like 11. And we can pretend this is a few years later. Maybe she's It's like at 16. least a couple years, at least. Yeah. I mean, I want to get the same actress. She's probably like 14 by yeah. this point. And so, like, I think that that's what the mom learns, is that, like, no, her kids are, like, extraordinarily capable. Yeah. I think, like, the workshop scene where they're, like, sneaking in, like, there's got to be, like, a chase scene. That's why, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's so why I wondered if like Krampus had some minions. Oh yeah, or, he does. I think like maybe he bring maybe he brings toys to life and they attack him, and that's kind <laughs> of a fun like maybe there's a Buzz Lightyear that's like charging at their face. <laughs> how dare you? There's like just how, a bunch of them. How dare you? Like, um, uh, I told you that in confidence on this podcast that at least twenty people listen to regularly. Yeah. So. Also, I don't know if we can get the rights to Buzz Lightyear. We can get the rights to yes, cause my ear. <laughs> Cousin, uh, yeah. cousin, my ear, and um, his, yeah, uh-huh. and his, <laughs> and his cowboy friend, <laughs> stick, <laughs> Barky, <laughs> and his cowboy friend, boner. <laughs> okay, I think here's a thought, real quick. Because for the mom's arc, because that's what we're kind of narrowing in on. <laughs> well, no, but like legit in the story. Boner has a gun, by the way. What if there is a trial by combat? Santa, like the hung jury, trial by combat, whatever. S- Santa wins, but is like super fucking hurt. As, and like they come out of the bag. Oh, we have evidence. Oh, it's, you know, whatever. We didn't need as much of that. But the mom, because she's like a doctor and has put in so much time at the hospital, saves Santa. Okay. And that, because I feel like the best character story arcs are where, like, you're spending too much time at work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, well, you know what? I Like, the kids need to see that, like, she's a very good doctor or whatever. Like, they yeah. need to gain an appreciation of why she spends so much time at work, slash, why they ask her to spend so much time at work. Like, she's like, I've been treating you poorly, like, you're little kids and you're not anymore. You know, you're, you've grown up and they need to be like, we understand. Yeah. Why you do what you do and why you spend so much time at work. Like, they need you also. Yeah. In that case, okay, so to get the time frame, yeah, yeah. Santa Santa goes to the council with the mom to do the evidence thing with the trick magic. They say that's that, like, eventually something in that scene leads them to doing the trial by combat, like the, the duel. And then while that's happening, the heist at the the mom is with the kids at the heist because that's where she sees that they're much more capable than she's given them credit for i think them just coming back with the evidence does that but i I, I just i mean the idea of seeing them taking chances and being brave and courageous is part of it as well i mean definitely coming back with the evidence but like i I don't know why the what is the what is the battle happen then like uh, I don't, like when when does that happen? Is when after they come back? No, it's like they come back too late. So the combat trial by combat is happening. Hmm. Okay, so the mom. Oh, so the trial it's it's the same thing. Just the mom's not there during correct. The trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Like, okay, they okay. Come, they come back with the evidence, but the court has already ruled that's not enough. Hung jury. Yeah. So Santa has to go with trial by combat. Like that's his last option because yep. they were too late and maybe they're too late because Krampus sees them in the chase and there's like the good elves fighting the dark yep. elves etc we're running a little long but let's get at least a few fun things that can happen yes. during the trial by combat um i think the easter bunny i think he can just make eggs appear so he's Ooh. just like launching them like machine guns out of his hands at Santa. And then Santa's maybe he has a candy cane or something <laughs> like a large one. And he's like batting them away. Like, I don't, I don't know. What if similar, they appear in his hand and he's throwing them like an elf where Buddy has those snowballs and he's yeah, just like yeah, machine yeah. gun. Throw. Instead of they're just shooting out of his palms. Yeah. Each one is just like rapidly throwing eggs as they appear in his hand. And like Santa is cold dusting like around them. Yeah. In movies where you mentioned like dog fighting airplanes and like weaving around bullets and stuff. And that's basically just the cold dust is like whipping around these eggs. 
when they used to he's a rabbit so he like jumps up mm-hmm. like he maybe can jump up high and then he like lands a kick down or something and then like he jumps up for the kick down at one point and santa cold us up higher and solidifies and just punches him straight down into the ground yeah and santa has that kylo ren look with the high-waisted pants and no shirt like he's yeah. fucking ripped i think santa tries to launch some i don't know I don't want to get like too bloody or anything. Like, but I'm thinking like icicles or something. I don't know. Like, it is trial by combat, I guess. And the Easter Bunny grabs a peep, and then he like makes it larger, so it's like a cushion, and he like catches them like within. The oh yeah, I like that. like that. What's some more Easter Bunny things? <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot already. Santa has very. There's basically nothing Santa has other than the coal dust. Yeah, canonically. I mean, there's other like Christmas things we could do. Like, sure, maybe Santa at one point catches him in a reef and he like can't move his arms or anything. Mm. So that, that's how he makes him stop throwing the eggs because he mean, can't get out. Like, and then we said he was uh, shirtless. Maybe he's still wearing the big coat though. Like he's shirtless with the big coat on because he was pulling yeah. stuff out of the coat in the movie. Yeah, and that's true. how we can get like candy canes and wreaths and icicles and stuff. Is he's just like pulling them out of the coat. Yeah. So the Easter Bunny also... The Easter Bunny has, like, huge fucking teeth, and he, like, bites into him. Maybe that's the oh, yeah. mortal wound. <laughs> oh, man. that's um, Yeah, that's kind of dark, but also, like, that's pretty, pretty gruesome. Santa's allergic to egg yolks. <laughs> no, because I like, I like the idea of him getting drunk on eggnog earlier. That's true. That's a, good, that's a good bit. So Easter Bunny jumps. I mean, he could just, like, kick the shit out of him, too. Like, he's got big-ass feet. Yeah. Something with the ears, maybe? Santa grabs the ears and, like, ties them in a knot or something, maybe? Yeah. He cuts one off. <laughs> As if we go full grim dark. Fucking Frieza battle over here. Also, for the listener, in case you've forgotten, this is Kurt Russell, Santa Claus, and Gary B.C. Easter yeah. Bunny. <laughs> yeah. pitched Mortal Kombat. Literally. I want to find one more Easter Bunny thing. Jelly beans? Jelly beans could be good. Maybe he throws some jelly beans on the ground and Santa slips on them. And then that's when he jumps up to do his like killing Brillo to come down. Mm-hmm. Then Santa like misses out of the way. And then, sure. yeah, we're getting John Woo to choreograph yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. scene, right? Yeah. Um, there's going to be doves, turtle doves. How does Santa get like really, really fucking hurt? I, I think the bite's cool, but like I, that is pretty gruesome. I guess he could bite him on the neck. <laughs> and yeah. And then uh, Dracula's like, Dracula gasps. <gasps> oh, then I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's a funny bit. Cool. Unless there's something that like sucking like his magic out of him or something that's Ooh. not mortal woundish. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I think it has to be like a medical yeah. thing for the mom to be able to fix it. If it's something magical, the fact that if she comes back and fixes it, then the magical healing could be like what made Christmas so good for her and her family, and that's just like like love. But, like, that's kind of a... That's a bit of a cop-out there at the very end. Yeah, it end. is. Like, it is. All right, so they come back. She... I think the bite. Let's go with the bite. Okay. Or maybe just the, the strain of the fight. Like, yeah. in but Rocky I, movies, he wins the fight, but is still beat to shit and, like, has trouble standing. Like I, I don't think Santa is very strong himself. Mm-hmm. So maybe when he's using magic like that, it is kind of straining. So, but the Easter Bunny is, like... A giant rabbit so him just jumping and pouncing on him like, mm-hmm. like like oh sure maybe he jumps on him a lot and that's what like and arguably santa's been binge drinking away his sorrows for at least six months yeah sure he's super dehydrated from that eggnog well also just like no exercise and binge drinking is gonna make him very out of shape for a fight maybe he's actually fat santa in this all right i think that's it i mean yeah we, i think yeah. we did it I think we did it. I think that's good. Like, the kids come back. They have the evidence. They're like, what? We get a couple character arcs in. They find out that um, Krampus is behind all of this. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Easter Bunny sees what Krampus was doing. And then, like, totally turns on him as well. And then, like... That's a good point. Yeah. The Easter Bunny didn't know what Krampus was doing or, like, mm-hmm. his idea. Like, he didn't know. Like, the Easter Bunny actually thought that he was going to make Christmas better with his ideas so so as he's like being tended to kate shows him the footage yeah and he seeds christmas back to santa yeah because that is the thing we forgot about how santa gets christmas back yeah i mean he won the trial by combat but like yeah i don't know maybe it's more of a draw we get to a a tied trial by combat because they're both just beat to shit and kate's like showing the easter bunny this footage cool yeah that sounds good to me i think that's great real quick what are we calling this one um i do kind of like the christmas chronicles colon the easter chronicles christmas chronicles colon the easter chronicles or it's like battle for christmas or the 
the holiday dome or <laughs> oh my um, god okay hold on saving christmas this is not a big trouble in little christmas because <laughs> it's kurt russell oh no i got it um, i got it um the deed to christmas christmas chronicles 2 lost christmas the reign of krampus the reign of krampus isn't bad I feel like we focus so much on the Easter Bunny that maybe that should be the like. I think the reign of Krampus is good because it's also like the reign, like he's reigning the Easter Bunny, like he's a puppet, like you know, like like like. I mean, it's spelled differently than it is. It is, but like we could spell it like it is, like the puppet thing, like, and then it would still be a good subtitle. Ooh. And it, like, I actually really kind of like that. Yeah. Christmas Chronicles two colon the reign of Krampus. Well. With that, and that we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Medicine Jones, tell the people where they can find us. The people can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other places podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers where we post all of our episode art and sometimes a short, very brief emoji teaser for the next week's episode. As always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Special thanks on our theme, Rock Thing. Go to Creo. You can find their work at www.creo-music.com. We'd appreciate it if you would give us a review. Any review. Five stars is preferable, but, you know, if it's in your heart that you want to give us a one star, I suppose I can't stop you. If you uh, want to give us a gift this holiday season, just review our show. Just a five-star review and a nice bow and some pretty paper. But actually yeah. online, because... Please don't mail us wrapped reviews. No. We will accept uh, large uh, sums of cash just wrapped in a, just put put in a paper bag and left in the park for us to pick up somewhere. Just tweet us the location of the mysteriously wrapped package you left in a public place. <laughs> and, on, and on the bag, write the equalizers. <laughs> and then uh, on the bag, you can also write, for me, Dave, too. Oh, my God. All right, so what's up next time? Next time, Frequels, we're going to be doing something a little different. Uh, we're going to break our cardinal rule, the only rule that has ever existed in the Equalizers. Uh, our next episode will be the first episode of the new year, and so we've decided to call it New Year, New Chances, where we're going to take a movie that did get a sequel or prequel, and we're going to ignore it and come up with our own idea. And Madison and I have talked... And we have the title. Not everybody gets one, but this one does. I, I don't know. For me, I think our yearly first episode of the new year is New Year, New Chances. Yeah. But next time, tune in for Paul Blart. He's coming. Mall Cop. He's coming. To the immortal Iron Blart. <laughs> Deep Blart. Deep Blart. Paul Blart. Mall Cop 2. Redo. Coming to you in the new you year. So, for the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. Pilates? To be continued.